Welcome to The Secrets of the Self-Made, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of some of the most successful and inspiring entrepreneurs and self-made individuals. Join us as we delve into the stories of those who have achieved great success, uncovering the secrets that allowed them to overcome challenges, push through obstacles, and ultimately achieve their dreams. From business magnets to creative geniuses, we explore the traits, habits, and mindsets that set these individuals apart and offer valuable insights and practical advice for anyone seeking to achieve their own success. Sit back, relax, and prepare to discover the secrets of the self-made. Welcome back to the Secrets of the Self-Made. Today I have Dr. Morgan Nolte, who is a board-certified clinical specialist in geriatric physical therapy. Recognizing a lack of preventative education and care, that focused on reversing risk factors instead of just treating symptoms, Dr. Nolte founded Zivli, an online course and coaching program that helps adults reverse insulin resistance for long-term weight loss and disease prevention. So you will see so many parallels to what Dr. Nolte believes and what I believe it's all about education mental health, of course, combined with a very strong focus on metabolic health that is going to create longevity. And so I'm always so thrilled to have a chance to talk to people like Dr. Nolte. Um, So thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being here. I can't wait to jump in. I know my listeners are going to sponge, soak up everything that you have to say. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. Thanks, Tracy. And just call me Morgan. Morgan's good. Okay. okay. All right. So um, I want to know a little bit about you first, Morgan, before we talk about the impact that you make um, on the world, which obviously probably has uh, molded who you have become. So, um, but tell me, like, tell me a little bit about yourself um, in the earlier years, what led you into the healthcare um, field? And um, I'd love to hear how do you manage, you know, everything that you do, because undoubtedly you are a very busy woman. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm excited to be here. I feel like a lot of the podcasts I go on, I, I share a lot of really helpful information but we don't really dig into my story. And because your podcast is a little bit more designed to like, well, let's get into the story of people's success. I'm excited to share that. Um, It's been a road. It's been a journey for sure. Um, I would consider myself very privileged growing up, just middle-class family, married parents, uh, Christian background, and, you know, got to go to college, got to go to PT school, you know, just a really solid family life, but there were definitely some little T traumas and experiences and beliefs that I accumulated over my upbringing that really came to fruition when I started my own business. And we'll get into that. Um, I went into physical therapy school, like any good physical therapist, because I wanted to help people. Um, Specifically, I went into geriatrics just because I like talking to older people. I think that they're a wealth of of wisdom. Um, I really enjoy educating people. Uh, Eight out of nine of our grandparents were alive and at our wedding. Um, so they've always held such a special place in my heart and 
so once I got into geriatrics, I went through my residency program. I got really good at treating people with multiple comorbidities, right? Heart disease, diabetes, dementia, the gamut. And it was really heartbreaking. Like it was really sad dealing with strokes, dealing with heart attacks, dealing with deaths, dealing with dementia, having the same conversation in the same way, like with that person over and over again. Mm -hmm. And, um, I always felt like I wanted to do more. I always felt like I wanted to reach people earlier and prevent the diseases that I was treating. I didn't quite know how, because they don't teach you that in physical therapy school, they teach you how to treat the illness, how to treat the disease, very similar to Western medicine. And after I had my son who just turned five, um, I thought I was going to be a stay at home mom, first of all. So I don't think you ever really know until you have kids, how it's going to affect you. And then real quick, I found out, oh, I don't actually want to be a stay-at-home mom. Love pieces, but I'm not built like that. Um, I was too bored. My brain was going crazy. Um, so I started my business when he was four months old hmm. from the ground up. I built seven. I have no business, but I have no tech background. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but I knew I wanted to help people in this way. I said, if I'm going to work, I'm going to do, I'm going to do something I'm really passionate about. And I can't do that in traditional physical therapy. It's not covered by insurance. So that was kind of an easy decision for me. Yeah. Now the limiting belief in my head was that I never wanted to start my own business. My mom had her own business. She was a lawyer. She was an attorney and, uh, she did family law. So divorce, custody, very stressful things like that Mm -hmm. and worked all the time. I mean bless her heart, love her to pieces. She's like one of my best friends, but you know, she didn't make it to my second grade Thanksgiving program. That's a little T trauma for a little second grader when all the other moms are there and your mom's not there. Uh, she missed picking me up from school. My dad had some mental health issues, so he couldn't be very emotionally present. Um, and I just saw my mom work all the time and I wanted more of her and I wanted to be able to give that to my kids. And so I had that limiting belief starting a business that I can't be a good mom and a present wife and run a successful business. I had that fear. So we'll talk about kind of getting over fears throughout this episode. Um, You know, but if you want to do anything great in life, you just have to learn how to redefine that relationship with fear. And that's what I'm, I want to talk about that today. I mean, we're talking about insulin resistance a little bit too, but I just felt like called to talk about that on your podcast, specifically with your audience. Yeah. Oh, so glad. And so I'm so glad that you have such an emphasis and such a passion for that, that crossroads where mental health and metabolic health, you know, um, are at, it's so important that when we're talking about health, we're talking very comprehensively. And I mean, no doubt you came to that conclusion through, you know, the, the experiences that you had growing up and, um, you know, the gifts and the opportunities, albeit that you didn't think of them in that way at the time. Now you have contrast, um, to, you know, really better understand what mental health, you know, mental fitness actually can look like and what it actually takes. And, um, how to create it because you experienced the contrast to that at a yeah. young age. Yeah. And I think I also experienced the contrast of health and like 
Um, so my grandparents were generally healthy, but then I was working with 60 year olds who were acting like 80 year olds. So I saw that contrast in health span and lifespan too. And then in my own family, my dad's a type two diabetic. I ate so much sugar growing up. Like you wouldn't even believe it. I for sure had a sweet tooth and I had to really overcome that within myself. And I think the really pivotal moment for me came after I had my son trying to lose the baby weight. And so I was simultaneously researching weight loss and disease prevention, diabetes prevention. And I came at the crossroads of insulin resistance. And I thought, holy cow, this is the, the missing piece that I've been looking for because not only will learning how to live, I call it a low insulin and inflammation lifestyle. Not only will that help me lose the weight, but that will help the people that I want to work with prevent diabetes and heart disease and dementia. So if I can figure this out for myself, I can help them figure it out too. Mm -hmm. And I did, you know, I lost the baby weight and I started my business on that premise. Mm -hmm. But what I realized was the strategy is not enough for most people. Like, I think that there's a certain subset of people. If you tell them the information they don't have any, you know, crap underneath the surface to deal with. <laughs> they'll just, like take it and run and they'll implement consistently and they'll see awesome results. But for so many people, myself included, we have some, some limiting thoughts. I call them limiting beliefs that we need to overcome in order to see that sustainable habit change that it takes to really keep the weight off to maintain good metabolic health. Mm -hmm. It's not really, you don't want to jump from one diet to the next. You just want to adopt a healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so that's really where I started digging into the mindset. Mm -hmm. But then another like crossword road, what I didn't realize was, wow, the same limiting thoughts I have about business. These people have, my clients have about losing weight and about changing their health habits. So if I can master this for myself, and figure out how to stop obsessing over what I don't have yeah, and start appreciating what I do have and mm -hmm. start controlling my emotional responses to things and people mm -hmm. and live from my true sense of purpose, then I can help other people do the same. And so it was the same thing. It's just for me and my personal journey and my business, the strategy came first yeah. and then the mindset came Okay. Um, so I don't know kind of where you want to take it, but that's kind of the story in a nutshell. Oh, I love that. And I get asked all the time, you know, it's like, which one comes first? Do you, I often get asked, which one comes first? Is it the metabolic health or the mental health? Mm -hmm. uh, which one are you going to kind of target first? Um, it is for me, I really do look at it as kind of a, a very synchronized process um, because it's a journey for both. So yeah. it's not like, Check, you're checking the box and now I have amazing mental health or I have amazing metabolic health. It's, it is an ongoing journey. Um, and I love how you have become masterful at your process by applying your process to different areas of mm -hmm. life. I believe that applied learning is where it's at. And so if you can find those different places to apply your, the way you're operating or your systems, that's where you're going to be able to really refine that system, make sure it's working for you and, and truly become masterful at it. And then you have this like unstoppable confidence mm -hmm. that you literally can overcome any problem. You can create or achieve any goal because you have this 
way of doing it, this way of operating this system that I always talk about it. Like it's in your back pocket. You have that kind of confidence. You can pull it out and apply it under any circumstance. And so um, I love that you noticed early on that correlation between, you know, oh, I could apply this to business, just like I'm teaching my clients to apply it to their health. Um, and my relationships, like my relationship with my husband. So if we kind of backtrack a little bit growing up, um, my mom, my mom and dad's relationship was a little bit unique and there was a lot of resentment between them. And so I grew up thinking that resentment in marriage was normal. And I resented my husband big time for the freedom that he had. And what I felt like, you know, okay, I'm going to take on the blunt of the care. And he helps so much. Like, let me just tell you this. Like he, we have a very equal relationship regarding like what we do with the kids and stuff. Mm -hmm. But early on I had that and I I just was miserable and I had no reason to be miserable at all. He was fantastic. It was all inside my head. Yeah. So so that awareness was huge for you. And you know, you quickly concluded where that came from, but, um, even if you can't figure out why you have these limiting beliefs, you know, if they're just there and you have the awareness that they're there, that's a place to start. Um, I mean, Morgan talked about little T trauma, you know, oftentimes the big T trauma does require you to kind of go back into your past and, and work with a healthcare professional that can help you unwind that. But some of the little T trauma, you know, personally, I don't believe that it's always necessary to go backwards to discover where this belief is coming from. Um, Sometimes, you know, it's, it's obvious, but um, if you just have the awareness of the limiting belief and really how it is actually limiting you, you know, how it is becoming an obstacle in your life, that is a quantum leap in the right direction. So you have this awareness that the, you know, there was messaging, you were, you were brought up in a household where you, you felt that resentment and you interpreted that as this is what marriage is supposed to be like. And therefore you just kind of role-played that out until was there something that like created the heightened sense of awareness, like, oh, wait a minute, this is not getting me the results that I actually want from my life. And, you know, why am I believing this? Yeah, there were so many things. It was a really um, formational couple of years, I would say, after I started my business, just because all your stuff comes to the surface whenever you're trying to do something. Mm -hmm. And um, again, my husband's an incredible man. Like, my grandpa's always like, marry your best friend and marry the marry the best man that you've ever met. And And I did that. Um, But one day he came home and he was like, I'm feeling like Dawson, our son, he's like, I'm feeling like we're just getting in your way. And like, you're resenting us because you're a wife and a mom and you can't just like pursue your business all the time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you're right. That's exactly what I'm doing. I am resentful. And um, that's not how I want to feel. And like my business, it's like I was helping people, but it's not like it was thriving. And, um, a lie that I had believed was also from my parents' marriage. And I realized this in, um, it was a church uh, session, like a church counseling session called restoring the foundation. And it was a three hour in depth. Um, I would say like a little bit of a, a prayerful ministry, but also probably some like hypnosis and other things that tools. 
And I realized I had that insight in there that it seemed like my mom was never enough for my dad. Like, even though she did so much, like they would fight about money. They would, you know, just fight about him not getting enough of her time. Mm -hmm. And I realized that that was another subconscious belief in my marriage that was holding me back in my business. Mm -hmm. I always felt like I have to prove myself instead of like, I'm worthy of his love. And that's what he said. He's like, I love you no matter what. Like, I just want you to be happy and trying to, to do this business and trying to, to be a new mom. It seems to be not making you happy. And I was like, wow, like I have literally manifested this. And that was a pivotal moment when I started reading about manifesting and like the law of attraction um, from like Esther and Jerry Hicks book, ask and it is given. I was Mm -hmm. a living example of a negative manifestation, like worrying about all the things and then like manifesting the bad relationships um, business, not where I wanted it to be yet. And I just realized, okay, so if I had the power to get myself here, I have the power to get myself where I want to be. Yeah. I was just thinking that I'm like, I wonder how many people, um, interpret manifestations into only creating almost in a magical sort of way, the good things that you want in life and almost lose sight of that. We're manifesting all day, every day. Right. And so you just really need to step back and kind of look at how am I manifesting and am I manifesting what it is that I want? Like, again, it's all about awareness. So bravo, my friend. Okay. Keep going. (laughs) Yeah. So, so after I read that book, ask, ask, and it is given, and I started to apply it to my own life. I read um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which was another game-changing book for me. And in it, he talks about your personal faith formula. I literally use that with my clients. Um, I kind of modified the language because it was written in the Great Depression era. And so I'm like, some of my patients, like they're like, this is too formal for me. I said, okay, let's lighten up the language a little bit. Um, But realizing, and I have literally read that every day for two years I think, I don't know how long ago it was that I read that book. It's mod. I modify it, it grows, it changes. But what I realized was a couple of big things. Like I am in control of my thoughts. I am in control of my emotions. Therefore, I don't have to try to control external circumstances. So I was, I was using anger to try to manipulate my husband to do, you know, X, Y, and Z it's just unproductive. And so, um, you can, a lot of people do that with their kids too, you know, like using anger, using that stuff. So I am in control of my emotions. I am in control of my thoughts. I am in control of my destiny. Um, I am enough. That's another book by Marissa Peer that I highly recommend, especially for people who struggle with weight or, um, self-confidence or self-esteem is I am enough. That was a really good book too. Um, And then the other thing is I had to redefine my relationship with fear. Like fear was in the driver's seat of my life, fear of failure, um, fear of missing out on time with my son, um, fear of success. Like what, what am I going to, like my mom, you know, what am I going to have to give up to have a successful business? Am I going to have to give up afternoons with my kids? Am I going to have to give up seeing their school things? Um, And then a lot of fear of judgment and criticism, as you know, Whenever you're building a business online, there's going to be people out there that don't like what you do and that's okay. And recognizing like, I don't have to be for everyone. The people that are supposed to find me will find me. Mm -hmm. Um, And the people that I'm supposed to help, I will help. And so the other thing that really helped me, Tracy, that I think helps so many people is releasing time. 
So I ha- I was brought up to like make these smart goals, you know, mm-hmm. and I set these audacious business goals that you just, you don't know what you're doing. And when you're starting out and it's just totally unrealistic for me. And, um, so once I realized I can release that time, I no longer put time on my goals and that really relieved the pressure. Yeah. So a couple, if I can kind of dive into those, like how I learned how to control my thoughts was I learned about the law of attraction and how each thought that we think produces a frequency of energy that produces the emotion. And so I was used to ignoring my emotions, pretending like everything was okay, numbing out a little bit, like on a little bit on food, but it was at that point, healthy food. Um, but I was a little bit afraid of what I was going to find. And I was afraid that I wouldn't, if I found something that I wouldn't know how to navigate it. And so now I say like your negative emotions are a blessing because they're an indicator that you're kind of going in a direction that's not setting your future self up for success. Mm -hmm. Um, I've heard them described as your internal lie detector test. And I think that's true because God source energy, they only want, they only want what's best for you. And Mm -hmm. so we're, we're given the blessing of those negative emotions as like a, I call them like a U-turn sign from the universe saying, Hey, let's turn that thought around into something that's going to be a little bit more productive. And so I, I started to not be as critical on myself. I started to give myself the gift of time and of patience and of grace, um, and recognizing, okay, a big part of controlling your thoughts is repetition and mindfulness. And so I started working in a morning routine. Um, I, I brought it. I think I might've left it in the car. Like my personal faith formula starts with like, I expand an abundance, love and success every day. I am a present, calm, intentional, and engaged mom, loving and supportive wife and successful business owner. Um, and I just keep adding things to it, such as like, I take energetically aligned action because when my son was young, I used to tell people I'm losing more sleep over my business than my newborn. I would stay up all night, like working on the block. I was like, that is not how I want to act. Like that is not the type of business that I want to grow and develop. I want a business that allows me to help people, but also allows me to be present with my family and take care of myself. And so I was very intentional there for like from there on about not checking email at night, not checking email on the weekend, like creating those boundaries. Yeah. Now that was a big one. So figuring out how to start identifying these limiting thoughts, figuring out what I wanted instead of what I didn't want. So back to the law of attraction, I love, I love the pen example. You know, every desire is two things. It's what you want on this end of the pen and what you don't want on that end of the pen. Mm -hmm. So when you pick it up, you have both ends and you just have to shift your attention to what you want instead of focusing on what you don't want, which is exactly what I had been doing. So I'm like, okay, I know this works because I've been focusing on what I don't want and I'm getting what I don't want. So let me just focus on what I do want. And then, you know, it it does work, but it takes time. Right. Right. Like you, you spent your life getting this same, similar type of result and by doing, you know, operating one way. So wouldn't it stand to reason that you can operate in the exact opposite way and at least try and just see if you can start creating different results for yourself. Yeah. And gratitude really helped me. I, I, I really practice specific gratitude every day. Um, I wrote it down for a long time. Now I'm just intentional to literally practice gratitude every day. And it's cool. Cause my, it's like passing on to my children, um, which I love. I love that I can pass these lessons of 
of self-modulation and emotional tools onto my kids. Um, so that was a really big thing for me to understand the law of attraction, that it is real, that we cannot bypass it, that we have to learn how to control our thoughts and our emotions. If we want to get the outcomes that we want. Um, now I'm trying to think of the other tools that I found really, really valuable. Meditation is something that I'm still working on. Um, it's hard for me to be still and silent. I'm such like achiever is like my number one strength. And so I grew up with the belief that we shouldn't waste time. We should be busy, like, you know, and so reframing meditation has been important for me, but then getting over that fear of failure, like you can apply what I'm going to say in any realm of life, relationships, weight loss, health, business. And when I redefined it as when I'm, when I'm fearful, when I'm worried, it's because my attention is placed on an undesired future outcome that hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. I'm literally making up that outcome in my mind and I'm focusing on it. And that's creating the worry and the fear. And then also recognizing any guilt or shame are based on past thoughts. So if I'm guilty about, you know, overeating on a weekend, or if I feel shameful because I had, I don't, I don't have a binge, but some of my clients do struggle with binge eating. Like if they had a binge and they're feeling shame around it, that's because your attention is placed on a past action. But in the present moment, the only response I think, you know, is gratitude. Like, thank you for this present moment. And so learning how to redefine that relationship with fear and that everything is happening for me, not to me, um, to teach me whatever lesson that I need to learn to grow and change and evolve as a human being, that was a game changer. So I stopped, you know, thinking, why isn't this working yet? Mm-hmm. Um, and I started thinking it's okay. I'm learning whatever lessons I'm supposed to learn. I don't have any time bound goals anymore. So my clients love releasing the time bound goals from weight loss. It's just like, I'm working to get healthy. I'm working to change my habits. Um, I recognize that it might take longer than what I would like it to take. And that's okay. I'm releasing the time bound expectations. And what that does then is it frees them up from the restrictive crash diet mentality. And then they're like, okay, now I'm cool with like the slow, steady, sustainable changes that I need to be cool with, which is exactly what I had to do with business. Like I had to stop looking for like, you know, quick wins in business and just start building the systems and the, and the structure and the processes and building the team, um, and structuring my schedule in a way that was sustainable. And so it's just a very, um, beautiful overlap there that I realized with my personal life and my clients, but getting over that fear of failure, redefining failure, um, every single day, Tracy, in my personal faith formula, I say, um, you know, I guard my, I guard my energy. I fortify my frequency. I don't fear failure success, poverty, criticism, judgment, or missing out. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that those fears don't pop up, but what it does do when I read that to myself every day, it's like, I'm putting on my glasses for the day and I'm seeing the day through the lens that I want to show up as. And then if I have that fear, I recognize it so much faster. And I just say, Oh, you don't fear criticism. If I see a negative comment online, I just delete it. I don't feel defensive. Like I need to like prove myself or anything. It's just, I just delete it. Um, if I'm, this happens too, if I snap with my kids, which happens a lot less now than it used to, I am a present, calm, intentional, and engaged mom. And then I really like practicing non-reaction and non-judgment and non-attachment. Those there's one more it's there's another, do you know the other principle? I can't remember. 
Um, no, okay. <laughs> I, I, I can't remember. It's an, it's another good one that I can never remember, but non-attachment, I think is a really important skill. Like mm-hmm. a lot of us are attached to a certain expectation or attached to how we think it should be by now or attached to how other people are showing up, even attached to our own, our own ego. Right. And so I think releasing all of that and just working on being mindful, working on being um, just grateful and working on being present and feeling how I want to feel. It's like I, every day I say, I prioritize my emotional, spiritual, mental, physical health. Um, and I choose to think and do things that make me feel good. And I am giving myself that messaging every single day. Sometimes it was twice a day in the beginning, just to really break those ingrained thought grooves, um, of I'm never doing enough. I'm not enough. When is it going to work? This is never going to work. I'm wasting my time. I'm not doing the right things. You know, all of those things that were just, I was drowning in them. So those would be the big things that really helped me. And that I now like help my clients understand more about the law of attraction and cause and effect and the law of vibration. And I like to say, you were saying like, well, what comes first, you know, this, the metabolic health and mental health, I say it's the two, two sides of the same coin, you know, and I have clients that just get the strategy right away and go for it. And then there's one bless her heart. She's been with me for two years. She's everything else in her life has improved, but she hasn't lost any weight yet. She's lost all the mental weight. Well, not all of it, but so much of the mental weight, her relationships are in a better place. She has so much more peace of mind, but she's still, she's still working on releasing the time bound expectations of weight loss because she had to change her internal state. I like, I like to say you can't master your physical state until you master your mental and your emotional state. And so that's what she's been working on for a couple of years. And now she's finally starting to change her physical state, but she still struggles with emotions of impatience and time bound goals that drive her to more restrictive measures that then like rebound the other way. And so we just, you know, I said, okay, let's add to your personal faith formula. Like I release all time bound expectations and, and then a couple of other things that she needed to. So I think once you get used to really paying attention to your emotions and your thoughts, and once you recognize the power of self-repetition and telling yourself what you want and how you want to show up every day, like that's a game, that was a game changer for me. As long as it's believable, right? Otherwise, if it's not believable, then you start to operate from a place of skepticism. So that's an important piece is to make sure it's believable with your client. One of the things that we've been working on, um, at self-made you is acceptance for Mm -hmm. where we're at. And, um, a great exercise is it sounds a little cliche, but you know, celebrating the small wins, celebrating where you're at celebrating, you know, the fact that you showed up for the call celebrating, you know, just the celebrating that you woke up this morning. Um, and I think that kind of ties back to gratitude, of course, but we lose sight of that. And, Mm -hmm. and I think it's especially helpful for those people that have those time bound goals that, um, seem to be hanging them up. Yeah. I I love that. And I think when I'm, as you know, I think from your own clients, we listen to language a lot. 
and we, we read between the lines. So we're looking at their facial expression. We're looking at their posture. We're looking, do they believe what they're saying? If they don't, like, how can we modify the language to make it more believable? And so removing, I like to say, if you really want to reach a goal, your believability has to be as from zero to 10, as high to 10 as possible. Um, and I think in order to do that, you can release the time or you can adjust the goal. Um, so instead of like, I prioritize my emotional and physical health every day, that's true to me, but for someone just starting out, that might not be true to them. Right. So could it be something like I'm working to prioritize my emotional health every day? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm on my way to prioritizing my physical health every day. And um, I really mm-hmm. like we have a start framework that we teach people for their morning mindset routine, and it's an acronym. So S is say your personal faith formula. Um, the T is for your thoughts and obstacles for the day. So really thinking ahead, like what repetitive thoughts have come up that have held me back? What are some obstacles that might get in the way of me following through? The A is one to three action items. So small things like I'm going to drink my water today. I'm going to go for a walk today. I'm going to go to bed at 10 PM tonight, whatever they're working on. The R is recognize your wins, just like you said. So what is at least one thing that you did within the last 24 hours that you're proud of? Because when you practice being grateful and proud, you're going to attract more of that to you. Um, and then the T I, did I already say thankful? No, I didn't. The T is thankful. So like, what are you thankful for? So S T A R T is a nice little helpful acronym. If someone wants to kind of start this mindset side of things, just apply it to whatever Avenue that you want to go down, I think is great. Um, I love it. I love a good framework. I'm all about them. (laughs) I know. I know you do. So those have been some help, some of the most helpful tools for me. And, um, I just can't emphasize enough how important this is like oh. people who struggle with their weight for decades, I think do so because they don't understand the power of their thoughts yeah. and the fact that your thoughts determine your emotions, which determine your actions, which determine your results. Right. And so if anyone's listening and they they've been in that boat, like please like listen to what we're saying. Go, go check out those books. Like ask and it is given and I am enough or great places to start. Think and grow rich is another good one. It's a little bit more, um, dense, I would say. Yeah. Um, and then the abundance book, if people struggle with like a, a scarcity mindset, I thought that was a really good book too. Yeah. Um, untethered soul is an excellent one. I'm thinking that you've, have you read that? I haven't read that one. Oh. You told me that one before, but I haven't read that. Yeah. And then, um, Eckhart Tolle, what am I, I'm missing his, I'm sitting here looking at my bookcase because um, it's a real obvious one that I feel like you've also, you've read because you were pulling some of the principles from it. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I feel like there's a lot of overlap in these. Oh my gosh. Things. Yeah. But my gosh, like, um, you know, before this, I was re-listening to one of my own lessons actually, which sounds kind of strange, but I'm like, I want to have kind of a refresher on the law of attraction and you gain something. So even if you've read a book before, like go read it again, go listen to like, if, if you're in Tracy's program, like go listen to some of her lessons again, because I guarantee you're going to take new things. And one thing that I find so helpful, especially for people at the start is to pretend like they're a seed. Like I, we're moving to the farm in a month. And so we have a couple of peach trees on the farm oh, and um, we got those for my mother-in-law for mother's day years ago. And for years, they didn't produce any peaches. 
this is like last year they produced some, and then this year they're producing some. So recognize this thought work, this is underground work. People are not going to see any physical change in you for a while, but you will start to feel a change. And that seed underground is growing and growing and growing. And finally it's going to sprout and eventually it's going to blossom into this beautiful plant, but it doesn't happen overnight. And I think that we're so conditioned by, you know, Amazon and automatic lights and automatic sinks that everything should be fast and easy. And it's like, if it's not fast and easy, then I'm doing something wrong or I'm missing something, or there's a secret that I don't know about, or I'm broken. And it's like, that's not true. Nature works slowly. So just envision yourself as a beautiful plant. You are working underground sometimes, and eventually you're going to blossom and bloom. But even after you do, you need pruned. And that's an important part that I think I'm constantly working on like pruning my own habits. So for example, not eating my kids food after, you know, after dinner, like just not finishing their food, um, honing in on my macronutrients again, really being sure that I'm eating enough protein. I'm really working on, um, not having alcohol. Like I would have maybe a drink a week and I felt like I don't, I don't need it. I was doing it out of habit, mm-hmm. you know, optimizing my workouts, like uh, not snapping at my kids. I did that once this week. And, uh, you know, it's like, why am I doing that? Yeah. Why it's all of those are blessings because it still shows us where we're not totally free. And so once you recognize, okay, it's just an opportunity to, to, to grow in that area. It's an opportunity to show my kids how to apologize and ask for forgiveness and all that stuff. But once the plant grows, it still needs pruned. So you yeah. never, you're never there. And I think that that's a right. big myth about like long-term weight loss or, or like long-term health stuff. Christmas happens like Hanukkah, Christmas, birthdays, um, graduation parties. You're always going to be gaining a pound or two that then you have to kind of lose again. So it's important to recognize that thinking that you're just going to lose all your weight and be done, or thinking that you're just going to get to this destination is a mirage. Like you're not, it's a constant daily effort to show up and be the best version of yourself and set your future self up for success. And so I think I just love like your messaging on it because you're just very real. Like this is an inside out process Mm -hmm. inside out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it truly is what your inner self is prepared and wants for you. So if you're feeling any of the resistance, it's only because you're out of alignment with your truest self, like all of those things. So it doesn't have to be thought of as this huge effort, you know, the, the, um, the commitment to consistency doesn't have to be hard. If you really tap into your truest self and understand that this is actually what your truest self wants, there shouldn't be any resistant feelings. So it is really kind of getting into alignment, um, with I, think, I think one thing that prevents people from doing that is that all or nothing mindset, like yeah. in like a health standpoint and weight loss, it's like, um, or a desperation, like, okay, I've neglected my health for decades. Now is my time. Like I'm going to do all the things perfectly. And, um, that can kind of lead to some overwhelm, which yeah. well, and if you use your, your example as you are pruning. So, you know, you could think of that as, you know, you've been through quite the mental health journey, mental fitness journey. You're, you're constantly evolving into that next best 
you know, um, person, I guess the next best, best version of yourself. And, but you see yourself in these pruning stages where it's only then that you made the decision to, do I really even want a drink a week? Mm -hmm. Whereas a lot of other people will think eliminate all the alcohol, eliminate all the sugar, eliminate all the flour, you know, uh, watch calories, make sure the workout is, you know, uh, up to par. Like it, it is that all or nothing thinking. And if you see how Megan's story has unfold, sorry, Morgan, I'm sorry. It's fine. My best friend's name is Megan and Michaela. So I've got that my whole life. Yep. <laughs> If you see how this has unfolded, and I mean, I think arguably all of us would say, my gosh, she is such a beautiful, beautiful example of what it means to be self-made. Just notice that it's in that pruning stage that she's made the decision or is contemplating the decision of maybe eliminating alcohol. So it's just, it is this evolution and she's understanding herself better. And then maybe in a year, she might decide to add it back in. And that is back maybe in alignment with what it is that she truly wants. She gets to decide that. And she's going to make those decisions based on how she's feeling. Is it, does it feel like a push or does it feel like a pull? Um, my gosh, Morgan, you have done such an extraordinary job Thanks. of sharing with the audience. I cannot thank you enough. Like you, you truly have such an eloquent way of sharing. And it is so obvious that there are higher powers at work working through you to deliver this message and that you feel very called to do this. So I want to extend an immense amount of gratitude for your time you. and for your passion for this. Um, if somebody wants to connect with you, how, how, what's the best way to do that? First off, thank you. That's the nicest thing someone said to me in a very long time. Um, my website's the best place, zivli.com, Z-I-V-L-I.com. And if people are like, that's a really weird name, why should you choose that? Um, it was available for a trademark. I could afford the .com domain. Um, and Ziv means live in Croatian. I am not Croatian, but all of the English words were taken. And then um, the LI stands for low insulin and inflammation lifestyle. So live a low insulin and inflammation lifestyle. Um, they can check out my YouTube channel. Uh, it's just Dr. Morgan Nolte Zivlin. Podcast is Reshape Your Health. You're a guest on mine. So that's going to air kind of in this in the fall sometime. Uh, but yeah, the websites, we have a lot of great free resources out there for people and a um, couple programs or one-on-one -on -one options if they want to check those out too. Excellent. Um, I, I will for sure be there checking this all out. So thank you so much for being here. It's just been a true pleasure and um, I can't wait to stay in touch with you. Me too. Thanks so much, Tracy. I appreciate you. Are you struggling to achieve your goals? Do you find yourself getting sidetracked by distractions and obstacles along the way? It's time to take control of your mind and harness the power of self-control with Mind Over Matter. This three-hour program is packed with practical strategies and techniques to help you overcome challenges, stay focused, and achieve your goals. 
With expert guidance and real-world examples, you'll learn how to train your mind to stay on track and avoid the pitfalls that can derail your progress. Whether you're looking to improve your health, build your business, or reach any other goal, Mind Over Matter is the solution you've been searching for. So why wait? Sign up now and start achieving the success you deserve. Go to www.selfmadeyou.com.